0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs>
2: This is Greeny. No Mike Greenberg today. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in here on Greeny. Greeny's on ESPN Radio. Watch ESPN, the ESPN app, and, of course, on your smart speaker. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Randy, there's only one way to get this show going. Let's start there.
1: Here we go. go. Only one place to start.
2: I don't want to do it to you, New York, but but I've got to. Maybe the Dolphins fan of me actually does want to do this <laughs> to you, Jets fans. The New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Maybe the most embarrassing loss uh, so far of Zach Wilson's career. Maybe the most embarrassing loss of the season for the New York Jets, although they've done that four straight times of late Zach Wilson gets booed by his own fans. 18 passes for 92 yards and an interception last night as the Jets lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars 19 to 3. The story out of this one, of course, Zach Wilson back under center gets another opportunity, Randy, and it was ugly.
3: It was. It was. It was exactly what we expected coming in, quite frankly. I didn't think that. Jacksonville's defense, a collection of world beaters by any means, but Wilson now has gone under 100 passing yards in two of its last three starts. And just like how it's sometimes, you know, it's not what you said, it's how you say it, it's also how these yards are coming. I mean, this is, there are some bounce passes out in the flat. There's some skipped passes. And one of the things that I I worried about Wilson sort of backers and, and sort of stubborn Wilson fans Uh, and their reaction last night was it was going to be an impressionist painting. You were going to see what you wanted to see. So you either had this built-in excuse of, if you're a Wilson fan, hey, 25-mile-an-hour wind gusts, it's rainy, nobody's going to look good in those conditions, okay? Or you can look at it realistically and say, doesn't matter the weather. Man could be in a dome. He's not seeing the ball come out of his hand. He's not seeing the defense well. He's not getting rid of the ball on time. It's scramble drill most times, and you're turning the football over. Now, what he did last night was also watch a guy in Chris Streveler come in, and you're like, who's oh, Chris Streveler? Why wasn't it Flacco? Streveler was elevated from the practice squad yesterday. He won a Grey Cup in 2019 in Canada, bounced right. from uh, University of Minnesota to, to South Dakota, uh, undrafted in, in 2018, on his fourth NFL team, and he came in and moved the ball. Like there, there is talent on this team, and I think that's where the frustration and certainly the boos come from with Jets fans is the defense is ready to win in the playoffs right now. The offensive line is ready to win in the playoffs right now. The ground game's ready. Their quarterback's not.
2: Right, Chris Stravler finished with 90 yards. Zach Wilson finished with 92 passing. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and have the conversation about, oh, Strevler looks so much better than Zach Wilson. To me, that is optics, Randy, because what we're doing is we're looking at Stravler through a different viewpoint then we're looking at Zach Wilson and that's what happens when you're drafted number two overall when you come into the league with those expectations right is in a very different situation nobody knew who Chris Stravler was no offense until last night no offense when you say no offense Randy you probably just said something <laughs> offensive however uh, you know that's just the nature of a dude who was on the practice squad the same day that all of a sudden he's playing under center for the New York Jets in a must win game to me this is a reflection on the coaching staff though and a very negative one for First of all, I mm. thought the coaching decisions last night, they were incredibly questionable. I keep wondering if they're putting Zach Wilson in any sort of position here to succeed. I understand what that talent looks like. That defense is way ahead of schedule. But it does feel like to me all of that is harming Zach Wilson because you drafted a guy in Zach Wilson who was 21 years old when you brought him into the league. Are you surprised that a 21-year-old kind of hotshot kid coming out of BYU comes into the league and all of a sudden maybe isn't just automatically respected in the locker room? room some of that's on the coaching staff to get him ready and have him aggrégate himself to the players to know how to handle the New York media that's part of it as well you passed over the guy out of Ohio State and Justin Fields right like it wasn't like you drafted the guy out of the huge power five school that's out here winning national championships and knows how to handle that kind of spotlight you went with the more unproven guy playing for BYU and who was coming into the league so incredibly young and what that means is that it requires a lot more coaching. So the second you've made that decision to draft that guy at number two because you think he's got the raw talent, then it's on the staff and the front office to make sure that he's ready, ready to handle the media, ready to not say that he didn't let his defense down, right? When he's asked that question, ready to know how to read that defense, ready to know how to aggregate himself in that locker room. That is on the staff to me to have a young Zach Wilson ready and they've done none of that. And how could you do that? Do that when he spends the first four games of the season injured, then you bring him in, then all of a sudden nobody has any confidence in him. Then you're benching him from Mike White. Now you're benching him in game for this guy who I've never heard of who was on the practice squad. And you expect the team around Zach Wilson to have any belief in Zach Wilson or the fan base to have any belief in Zach Wilson. You mentioned Zach Wilson defenders. For some reason, I think I'm the only one on planet Earth. I don't know how I ended up here, Randy. This was a weird turn in my life. I'm a Dolphins sp- <laughs> fan. I don't even understand what's happening to me. But I just feel like Zach Wilson is not getting set up for any semblance of success.
3: I think Zach Wilson, if he buys into every excuse that you just laid out, is the poster child for this generation, potentially, of athletes coming out. Like, you, he has to perform it's not optics it's numbers amber like you, you point to the box score on this you look at chris strevler it's it's optic in that you watch the game and the jets moved the football with strevler and didn't move the football with wilson uh, it, you know there was a fourth there was a turnover on downs fine but okay 92 passing yards for wilson in what three plus quarters and for strevler it's 90 passing yards in two drives like there is talent there's a, a, an offensive scheme here to move the football their quarterback is holding them back at some point, Wilson has to be responsible for his performance, or lack thereof. There are things that he can control and things he can't. You're right. If you want to play the whole, like, it really is, it's similar to an argument of, like, I didn't ask to be born when your teenager gets all upset. No, but you're here. So what are you going to do now that you're here? And and so Wilson didn't ask to be drafted to the biggest media market in the country, didn't get to be drafted to a snake-bitten franchise at the quarterback position. But here you are. It, it, there's a Don Draper element from Mad Men. That's what the money's for. Do your job. Your job is to play NFL quarterback, and he's playing it at a BYU level right now. So you're right. Does the coaching staff deserve a ton of coaching staff or scouting department? Whoever decided to just rubber stamp Zach Wilson as the number 2 overall pick, as the second-best quarterback in a draft class that had Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Listen, Mac Jones has plateaued, to be sure, in his second season. This team would be better with Mac Jones this team would be better with Davey Jones.
2: Yeah, but isn't that on the coaching staff? I mean, the reason Mac Jones looked like, you know, he was a pro bowler last season. It took us oh, yeah, dominoes to get there, fine. But the reason <laughs> Mac Jones was in that situation last season is because of Bill Belichick, right? Like, none of us actually think that that was Zach Mac Jones, you know, rising above and being some sort of phenom. And we certainly haven't seen it this season when now all of a sudden they don't have Josh McDaniels anymore as the OC in New England. I feel like coaching matters here a little bit. And I feel like that's missed. I think the reason I'm always passionate about this subject is because it is the Dolphins fan of me watching what happened with Tua. I feel like that situation under Brian Flores, they bumbled the situation with Tua for years. How could we as a fan base have any confidence in Tua when it was very obvious the coaching staff? Staff, had no confidence in Tua. When they're flirting with Deshaun Watson, they're flirting with Tom Brady, they're benching him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. All of a sudden new coaching staff, new scheme where, yes, it, McDaniel obviously is, is utilizing Tua to the best of his abilities, but also just instilling confidence in him. And then all of a sudden you are looking at Tua like, okay, he is capable of running this team. I didn't know that these previous other years here of Tua Tagovailoa's career. And I feel like that is a prime example of how you can mismanage these top picks, that coaching does matter, that you you do have to know what you're working with here and I don't feel like we can know what we're getting from Zach Wilson because he's just thrown in Alan Hahn he was at last night's game of course host to Barton Hahn here on ESPN radio and a Jets fan his Instagram story last night I think sums it up for everyone this was his Instagram story heading into a must-win game for the Jets against the Jags and his Instagram story after the fact take a listen
4: I football.
1: Let's go, Jets. It's windy. It's raining. Who cares? They need this win. Hold on to your hats. Let's go, Jets.
2: That sucked. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that just sum oh. up the experience perfectly? That's
3: what Zach Wilson does to a man, Amber. That's exactly what Zach Wilson does to a man. So here's another here's another uh element of this where you would forgive the Jets coaching staff for being uh a little fed up with Zach Wilson. A, who knows how he is in the locker room. We know how he uh, you know, does not galvanize his teammates the way that Mike White does. I think it's belief in White, what, what White can do airing the, the football, pushing the, pushing the ball down the field, whatever it is. But what Robert Sala and company did for this man, Zach Wilson, last year, they hired his own personal quarterback coach. They brought him to New York, made him a member of the staff to make Zach Wilson better. And it didn't happen. So you have made concessions. You have done what you could do to make him comfortable, put him in a scheme that plays to his strengths, whatever it is. He's not making the easy throws. He's not making the the, the high percentage passes. In order for the perception of Zach Wilson to change, I think the location of Zach Wilson has to change, and it's not in New York.
2: Right, and that's what's going to happen here. I also think his time now with the New York Jets is going to be over. I, I hope he gets an opportunity somewhere else because, again, I don't feel like – that he really got a fair opportunity here. Yes, you do have to show out when you have the opportunity, Randy. But also, you have to start to have the opportunity. We didn't know if Justin Fields was any good for a very long time, right? Heck, we didn't know Geno Smith was good for a decade in this league, and we certainly didn't know it when he was in a New York Jets uniform. Granny is presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Progressive's 10th Keys to Progress giveaway for veterans. This year, their goal is to gift a vehicle to a recipient, small business, or nonprofit in every state. See more. About their annual giveaway at progress.com. Zach Wilson's days, I think, are very much numbered in New York. Maybe they move on to Mike White. Uh, the narrative around Mike might, by the way, will be very different when Zach Wilson isn't there to bear all the blame. That's all I'm mm. saying. There are problems with this offense beyond just that quarterback position. But coming up, there's no problems here on Greeny. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg. It's Festivus So it's time for you to air your grievances. Give us a call. I'm sure Jets fans have quite a few. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. This is Greeny.
1: Greeny, the podcast.
5: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
4: The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people.
0: Now you're going to hear about it.
2: Classic clip. From the great show, Seinfeld, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg, which I'm sure Jets fans right in about now are real happy about because I got them (laughs) fired up. It is Festivus, so we are airing out our sports grievances right now. The phone line is packed with Jets fans. Give us a call, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Triple eight, say ESPN, ESPN nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold. Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve its college football season. Of course, it is also NFL season and the New York Jets have uh, basically no hope now at the postseason (laughs) after last night, it was a must win game essentially for the Jets last night against the Jags. They failed to do that. The problem really coming out of that game of course, is that Zach Wilson looked terrible. They were forced to go back to Zach Wilson with the Mike White injury, and it did not go well. He did not capitalize on his opportunity. It feels like now for Jets fans, the wheels have fallen off this season. And Randy, I contend that Mm -hmm. part of this is the moving goalpost of expectations. And this happens, right? This is just how it goes. But that Jets defense is so much better than we thought that it was going to be, so much quicker than we thought it was going to be it. And on the defensive side of the ball, they've done a heck of a job in terms of drafting, that now the patience is worn very thin. I think probably ahead of schedule, frankly, for them to get it together offensively.
3: Yeah. No, the defense is ahead of schedule. The ground game, what they had with Brees Hall, what they still have with with uh with Zonovan Knight. Like it's still there the pieces are there. And you need your quarterback to not you don't have to bring at age twenty two, or however young you say he is, you don't have to bring things to the table. Like what do you bring to the table here? You don't have to bring a ton. You just can't Be a human cat and sweep things off the table. You can't take things off the table that this team is trying to assemble here. And that's the problem. He is detracting from what the offense is able to do, and by extension, what the team is able to do. The the Bills are going to be the team to beat in this division. They're going to be the Chiefs of the AFC East. They're going to be what the Patriots were for a while. But you cannot lag that far behind him when Miami has proven that they are in win now mode as well. And the Patriots are just going to be an annoying threat in that division. So the Jets have the defense to win in the postseason. They have other offensive pieces. I mean, Garrett Wilson is amazing. And Zach Wilson is taking things off of the table offensively. That's the problem. He hasn't, forget about drastic improvement. You don't have to be Trevor Lawrence, but you can't regress. And that's what he's done.
2: Well, and my argument isn't that Zach Wilson isn't taking things off the table. My argument isn't even that Zach Wilson looks good by any stretch of the imagination or even will be very good down the road. I have no idea. My problem is that I don't feel like this staff has handled Zach Wilson properly where I can definitively say he ain't it. He ain't Mm -hmm. ever going to be it. But – He's not going to be at New York because of the way that this has gone. And again, I put more of that onus on the actual coaching staff than Zach Wilson himself. Nevertheless, Jets fans are going to put it on Zach Wilson. And coming off of that loss last night, the Jags beat the Jets 19 to three. Zach Wilson, nine of 18, 92 yards and an interception. Jets fans, uh, you can imagine are handling it, you know, so well because don't they just handle everything so well in New York? They're known for that, Randy. I uh, hear with Jets fans. <laughs> callers on radio earlier take a listen
1: hey guys you know listen uh, you know i'm a grown man here on three hours of sleep okay driving in a typhoon right now trying to get to work <laughs> and, and 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 i'm i am just i'm embarrassed i really am i'm embarrassed this team was embarrassing last night they were ill prepared they were, were out coached Zach was horrible. The entire organization should be ashamed of themselves. They really, really should. Zach Wilson sucks. He
6: ruined Christmas. Christmas is done. Thank you, Zach. You suck.
2: I think ruining Christmas (laughs) uh, might be a little far if your Christmas uh, was dependent on Zach Wilson. Um, oh my Maybe we need to find a little Christmas magic elsewhere because, I mean, New York Jets fans should know, like, relying on Christmas happiness with the Jets, like, that ain't it. Uh, it hasn't been it for, like, many, many, many decades. But, I think the frustration here is that they do appear to have it in other areas, like you mentioned, Randy, and then you're still dealing with the same issues at quarterback that you have been dealing oh. with for so very long. So let's take some live calls again. Air out your grievances. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Matt is in Buffalo. Matt, what do you got for us on the New York Jets? Hey, guys.
1: Merry Christmas. How are you?
2: Merry Christmas,
0: Merry Matt. Christmas Thanks for
2: the call.
1: All right, hey, love you guys coming off the bench and, uh, and filling in. Uh, no, this is uh, I had this conversation with uh, a bunch of Jets fans from college all the time. It's their own fault. It's the fans and the New York media's own fault that the Jets quarterback situation has been trashed for decades. Nobody can develop in that situation. It's just pressure, pressure, pressure. Oh, I can't believe this guy crumbled under pressure. And then, oh, then repeat the process. So, oh, why doesn't Zach Wilson work? Why doesn't Sam Darnold work? Why doesn't Geno Smith work? Why didn't Mark Sanchez work? And it's just going to be the Jets quarterback at 2024 will be the same thing all over again. And I just bathe, bathe in the tears of Jets fans <laughs> watching this just go over and over again. So thanks thanks for taking my call, guys, Merry Christmas. Wow. Yeah, I think that
2: that, and I also bathe in the tears of Jets fans. As Matt, I assume, is a Bills fan and I am a Dolphins fan. But with this situation, when I'm objective for a moment, that's why I keep sort of, becoming this weird Zach Wilson defender. Because I agree with Matt. Like To me, this feels like an organizational problem more than a Zach Wilson problem because Randy, to his point, we have seen this before. And I know what Geno Smith looks like in Seattle this season. I don't know what he looked like when he was in New York Jets uniform. I understand different staff and all that. But still, man, how many times have we been through this?
3: I Okay, I don't want to try to put more pressure on this Jets defense than is – I don't know necessary, but the last time they had a defense this good is that was it the Rex Ryan days or was it maybe the you know man genius like what yeah what, what was the last time that their defense could win football games for them as long as the quarterback wasn't turning the football over and actively detracting uh you know from what the team is trying to do here and I I think you know with the quarterback being Mark Sanchez back then Sanchez got better like he like Sanchez year one to year two improved obviously his career went different places after that but you're right coaching has a massive uh, a massive imprint on a young quarterback, but the quarterback themselves has to be able to make layups, has to be able to take short throws within the scheme that the defense is giving you, and that's where Wilson. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Could you say he has the yips? Like it is so in his head right now. This is not the kid that came out of BYU.
2: Uh, Well, or maybe it is the kid coming out of BYU because, again, you drafted a guy to BYU, and he was 21 years old when you brought him into the league, and what does that mean? That means that he's going to take some more development. That means that he's going to require – more coaching that he's going to require more coaching in terms of how to handle the locker room, how to handle the media, and then obviously how to read defenses and handle that field. He ain't at BYU anymore. It is a very different ball game. but some of that is on the staff to get him ready when you decide to take that guy out of that school with that experience as opposed to, you know, a Justin Fields or somebody else that was out of one of the biggest schools on the biggest stages, winning national championships. Mm -hmm. CJ is in Long Island. CJ, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What do you have for us on the Jets?
6: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas, guys. So, um, obviously, this comes with major caveats, but I really believe that the Jets next year could be a Super Bowl-caliber team. And when I say that, I think about the fact that, okay, of course, quarterback play is the most important But let's say you have Mike White even playing at his mediocre potential. Next year, you'll have uh, Vera Tucker. You'll have Beckman back on the line, two top five offensive line picks. You're going to have Brees Hall and Bam Knight being able to balance the run game. You're going to have a great defense. You're going to have $100 million in cap space and whatever they do to address the team in the draft. Now, I'm a realistic Jets fan. I'm obviously disappointed in this season. I think that um, Zach Wilson has taken his last nap as a Jet. Personally, but um, I'm really excited for next year. I wish I had a time machine and I could fast forward because I genuinely believe with all that potential that they have, they could be Super Bowl caliber team next year.
2: I think what's and, interesting, and CJ, thanks for the call. I think what's interesting, though, Randy, about what CJ's saying there is he's saying this season, I'm very disappointed in this season, right? He's looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I think if I had told Jets fans before this season started that you're going to know that your defense is elite this season and that you're going to see the development offensively as well and that, yes, you're going to just barely probably miss the postseason, at least we think. That's what it looks like now after last right. night's loss. This season, and an in immediate in position to make a postseason next season, I feel like before for the season they would have been okay with that, and now it feels like a major disappointment.
3: Yeah, that's you have to, um, especially as a Jets fan. If you're on this, if you're in the desert and you see uh, a water station earlier than you expected, one you have to take advantage of the water station. You don't know when the next one's going to be, and that's what the Jets are doing right now. This is a surprise winning season, this is a surprise season of of, uh, competitive football and I want to get back to Mike White just for a second because you talk about the win-loss record that Zach Wilson has fine Mike White one and two as a starter this year but the numbers that he put up in those games and his two losses were to 10 win teams he lost to the to the Vikings by five points and it was only because the offense stalled in the red zone it wasn't it wasn't because he turned the football over and he lost to the Bills in Buffalo where he still put up 268 yards like he he played a different... You could see the offense had a different swagger, efficiency, productiveness, inspired a different fear uh, into uh, into opposing defenses. So, yeah, one and two, but those two losses are not created equal, uh, we'll say. And did he beat up on the Bears, the lowly Bears? Sure. But this was a winning season ahead of schedule for the Jets fans, and they know... That they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're few and far between for them. So take advantage of it when you have it, because this whole next season thing just isn't guaranteed.
2: It's—it's it's nice that that Mike White's more liked in the locker room. That's all well and good. The problem is with the win-loss column that hasn't translated. The other problem for Mike White is if they rock with him next season, it's going to be a whole different story if Zach Wilson isn't anymore th- there anymore to bear the brunt of the criticism. Because it looks very uh-huh. different when people are actually relying on you, and when you're the starting quarterback, and you don't have the Zach Wilson buffer. Because right now Zach Wilson is getting all of the blame. The reality is they're 1-5 in their last six, and Zach was in street clothes for three of those games. So it ain't Zach Wilson's fault all of this losing, even all of this losing as of late. I'm not saying that he helped last night he didn't help. I'm just mm. saying what's happened here with the Jets falling off certainly is not all on Zach Wilson, and I think we're going to notice that once Zach Wilson is inevitably not there anymore. We're going to get to more of your phone calls. Keep them coming. 888-SAY-ESPN. We appreciate you. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. More calls, but first, Randy has this message from ZipRecruiter.
3: Yeah, that's right, Amber. As the holidays approach, many businesses are hiring for festive jobs, like turkey catcher and, and reindeer wrangler. These are all actual jobs on ZipRecruiter. If ZipRecruiter can fill these roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address or try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny again. That is is dot slash g r e e n y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
2: Amber Wilson and Randy Scott fill in here for Mike Greenberg on Greeny. How do you feel like you'd be as a turkey turkey wrangler? Oh. This whole sports center and radio thing didn't work out. Oh, uh,
3: turkeys are terrifying. Do they have turkeys down there? They are terrifying. Uh, we have it in our neighborhood uh, we? up I in Massachusetts. Know. Oh, no. they're just
2: like wandering around. Just wandering in about. Yeah, yeah, that's not something we have down here in Florida. That oh. would be terrifying. I'm not wrangling they, any sort of turkeys.
3: They fly, Amber. Did you know what? They, they'll fly over your house? No. Yeah. stop. Yes. They're not just like land-based, like human anchors. Like they, they, or humored uh, aviary anchors. Like they will fly over your house lengthwise, all of it. It's terrifying.
2: That is. I, I, I don't know how people live in places like Massachusetts uh-huh. now. Uh, flying turkeys. Uh, no, miss me with it. You can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Randy Scott ESPN. You can follow me on Twitter. My mentions are lovely from Jets fans at Amber W Sports. Nothing gets people fired up right now like Zach Wilson. Eddie is in Brooklyn. Eddie, thanks for the call. What do you got for us on the New
0: York Jets? <laughs> that it is, Edward. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we sir. got you. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, man, you make some good points. Yeah, Zach should be done. We gave him ample chances. And like you said, the progress just isn't there. And last night was so bad. He missed some passes that day. Come on, guy. So, uh, and you got outplayed by a freaking uh, practice squad dude. Get out of here. So, Zach should be done. If we adjust, we are... Our defense definitely is better than it should be. We were we were not expecting this, but I think you have made some great points, Amber. You got to get on the coaching. That game we dropped against Minnesota twice in the red zone. We couldn't get in the end zone. Terrible play calling. You got to get you got to you know what you're working with. You got to give them some plays that work with Mike White. And you know, going forward, this season is a wrap. We should lose. I don't want us to lose ever, but we should lose because we got to get some. We got to do something about the quarterback situation next year. Our defense is ready to. Go. we've handled our division we just lost it out Obama has Patriots that doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah well that's true that was and that was your chance and listen that was the loss obviously that I think honestly uh ends up being the end of Zach Wilson because even though they were forced to give him the start last night because of that injury to Mike White I don't think he would have gotten it because coming off of that loss to the Patriots and that was your chance to finally get one over on them after 20 years That one-word answer, we know it now very famously, no. uh, And then the rest is history, I feel like, with Zach Wilson in New York. But... To Eddie's point there, Randy, because you heard him mention, we've got to move on. Like, just this season's a wrap. We've got to move on. We've got to get another quarterback. He's implying that they're going to draft another quarterback. They've done very well drafting defensively. What gives you any sort of confidence? If they're able, by the way, they would have to move on from Zach Wilson, trade him away. It's a number two pick. And moving him right now, everyone's seen how it's been handled in New York. This is another problem with how they've handled things in New York. They haven't helped themselves in terms of the trade market for Zach Wilson. Wilson either. But if you do decide to just bite that bullet, you go ahead, you move on from Zach Wilson. Do you have any confidence that the New York Jets who aren't going to be in a situation where it's a number two pick anymore? But do you have any confidence in them drafting another guy? They're gonna hit on another guy? Like that's that's gonna be the move moving forward?
3: No, no, I know the confidence is not there at all. But the confidence also for first round, like the success rate, the hit rate for first round quarterbacks in the National Football League is I mean, it's fifty percent at best. It's
2: fifty percent of your top three pick. And then it drops dramatically. It drops after dramatically.
3: That. Yeah, it does. I mean, you look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill, such a um, an interesting, you know, comparison here because he goes to Miami, and we all blamed Adam Gase, right, for ruining Ryan Tannehill, wasn't that? I mean, well, we uh, spent of, seven of two years. Things,
2: we spent seven years in Miami, yeah, questioning whether Ryan Tannehill was good. And and we had no idea. And the re- reason we didn't know that is because the way the organization handled Ryan Tannehill and then the, the coaching, right? I mean, that was such a problem. Now, they weren't like going back and forth. It wasn't a Zach Wilson situation. They weren't benching Ryan Tannehill and all that. He was the starter. But it, seven years, I was on local Miami radio with my own show for years and years and years. Is Ryan Tannehill any good? I never had an answer to it. He goes to Tennessee. The answer is he's good in the right system with the right pieces around him. Otherwise, he's not so good. Like that's the answer, right? Right. For for a Ryan Tannehill caliber quarterback.
3: Yeah, and and but what I was gonna say was like, so you know, he gets a starting run there and then he goes to another team and gets a starting run and is more successful. That feels so rare. So if you are this other team, potentially kicking the tires on Zach Wilson, who, as you say, the trade value has never been lower. And that's why you do kind of have to look look at it now, uh, I don't know, sort of through a, a critical, maybe cynical eye and say, okay, the Jets aren't done with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson will start another game for the Jets because the Jets have to put him in a position to succeed to build up his trade value. If last night is the last time we see him under center for the Jets they might as well cut him because what are you gonna you're gonna get like a, a six round pick maybe maybe not maybe they'll just other teams will dare you to continue to pay this salary mm-hmm. have it count against your books have it count against your your 53 man and just hey that's it just yeah. that he's your problem until you cut him loose
2: these teams deserve criticism for the handling of these quarterbacks to that regard as well because at least hide it better if Zach Wilson's not your guy right like go out there have him start this is why you don't go back like don't go to Mike White have him start the rest of the season the rest of the season he'd miss the four games from injury fine if he had been the start of the rest of the season then in the offseason the Jets could quietly say amongst themselves like he ain't it and I I get it like it's not gonna be quiet on New York Raider either way but this is as loud as you can get this was as much of a statement from the Jets that he ain't it as you can get and now he's getting booed by his own fans out there last night night because nobody has any confidence in him as a player because his own staff doesn't have confidence in him as a player they set the tone they plummeted the trade market for zach wilson and that should be bad on yeah. the staff greenie is presented by progressive insurance insurance for motorcycles boats and rvs for protection on the road and on the water see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at progressive.com the phone lines are blowing up we are going to continue to get to your calls next say espn we appreciate your calls this is greenie amber wilson and randy scott filling in for Mike Greenberg.
1: does not want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5
5: off any 8-corner pizza with code 8Save. That's the number 8 SAVE.
2: We are in the spirit here on Greeny. Greeny's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott hanging out with you, filling in for Mike Greenberg. He's at Randy Scott ESPN. I am at Amber W Sports. We're getting to your phone calls. Lots of fired up Jets fans coming off of that loss last night to the Jacksonville Jaguars on the phone line. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's the number. That's where we'll find Lorenzen in Brooklyn. What do you got for us on the Jets, Lorenzen?
1: And happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. Uh, Good last night to you was so. I'm gonna put it this way. Last night was so bad. I would have signed, dressed, and given Christian Hackenberg his only NFL uh, life of his career. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> I really think. I really think Zach Wilson and Jamarcus Russell might be related as top two picks who couldn't even make it to year three. Um, I will say this. I think Lafleur needs to check himself because the play calling I don't think has helped. Uh, going the touchdown list against the Vikings, touchdown list against the Buffalo Bills in the first half, you, you're playing behind the eight ball in a way. So it's like, I, I just think that as a group, he's a second year offensive coordinator. He needs to be checked also. But yeah, last night, uh, definitely I would have taken Christian Hackerberg and Tim Tebow for, for a couple of plays.
2: Well, and certainly you guys would have taken uh, Chris Stevler because the the relief from Jets fans for a guy who was on the practice squad the same day when they decide to put him in the game and take Zach Wilson out. I mean, that's the situation that Zach Wilson finds himself in. That's the situation that every starting quarterback, though, for the New York Jets finds himself in. The, brights are light, the lights are brighter up there, Randy. The criticism is going to be louder, and none of that is helping Zach Wilson. But I do agree with him there about Mike LaFleur. That play calling has not helped the situation either.
3: No, no, it hasn't. And they've they've tried to identify the things that Zach Wilson does well, the high-percentage things, confidence-building things, the move-the-sticks things, the third-and-short things. And I understand you lose Brees Hall, and that lowers the ceiling of your run game. That's fine. Zonovan Knight's been great. Uh, great. Not good. He has been great for them in a fill-in role. And the offensive line has continued to protect Zach Wilson enough. The problem is the high percentage things that they try to install to build confidence and move the sticks and get him, you know, third and manageable. Zach's just, he's seeing things that aren't there. He's feeling pressure that isn't there. And he's trying, you can tell like, gosh, are you making me sympathetic for him? You can tell he's (laughs) pressing, Amber. You can tell that he's trying to make the big play when, you know, a a digestible snack of a five-yard out, that would do the trick. He's trying to go chunk play, chunk play, because he does feel very much that he's playing for his job.
2: Zach was sacked three times last night, pressured a bunch. I don't know if I fully agree with you there that that O line is doing enough. And that's after Zach has just (laughs) gifted them scooters. You got to get out there and protect your guy when he just gifted you scooters for the holidays.
3: If if, we're reading into body language, though, like that had the look of obligation and not like you know, gift giving. In yeah, that you, video. Said, you
2: said that off air that when you were watching the video of it, you feel like Zach Wilson just looks obligated in giving. Uh-huh. Well, I, listen, if you let me get sacked three times as well, uh, I might feel obligated <laughs> to uh, Richard is down here in Florida in my neck of the woods, Richard, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What do you have for us?
1: Well, you, you guys were just touch, touching on the play calling. I got to say, this is really on Salah because not only are they asking Zach Wilson to play. And first of all, I'm not going to absolve Zach Wilson because a quarterback needs to be proficient at more than just one thing. But what they're doing is they're they're wanting him to be check down Charlie guy, and that is not who he ever was. Nobody who evaluated him in college was like, "Oh yeah, we got the next Alex Smith." Like they're they're thinking, "Oh, we got we got White Mahomes," but he's not, and. People know Robert Sala. They know who he is. He's the terrible poker player. They know that he's not saying, hey, baby, let it rip. So how do you think defensive backs are playing them? They're playing them up in their face. So the whole game is being blocked in the first 10 yards. There's no openings on the field because they not only are they not letting him throw downfield, but the other teams know they're not letting him throw downfield. So they're, they're playing it. They're making it as, as impossible as, as it could be. Zach Wilson. And what I would say is I look at two other teams to to put context into this. Look at what the perception of Tua was before McDaniel got there versus Flores. Okay? And then Giant fans, pray and be thankful that you have Daniel Jones. Because Daniel Jones can do all the things that the quarterbacks on the Jets as a collective group cannot do. Yes, Richard, I couldn't agree.
2: I could not agree with you more. I've obviously made the Tua comparison. The Daniel Jones won another good one, though. We spent... Three years not knowing with Daniel Jones either, right? And then all of a sudden in the fourth year, he looks pretty good with a new staff. So much of this, to me, comes down to coaching.
3: Yeah, it, it's it, I, I forget about LaFleur's, I don't know, I want to say culpability here because you cannot continue to roll your quarterback out and have him throw across his body. You can't continue to, uh, you know, <laughs> uh uh, every time you're under center it's either a run play or a play action you know what i mean like right. you, you need to be able to mix it up but if you're talking to LaFleur in an honest moment he's like hey i know my quarterback's limitations yeah i'd love to be able to run you know xxx and X, but i i don't trust my quarterback to see it you know or opposing defenses, they've been able to you know disguise pressure and, and and run different packages and my guy's not seeing the field and i think that's part of it too i think i think part of the knock on wilson is taking a step back with regard to processing the game. There, there is a learning curve from BYU or the SEC. The speed of the NFL is different, and it yes. is a challenge. And I, I think he, that might be where he's taking his biggest step back.
2: At least if you were coming out of the SEC, though, you're coming out of seeing a lot of NFL talent and being up against a lot of NFL t- talent, right? And playing with yeah, a lot of NFL yeah. talent. When you're the quarterback at BYU, it's a slightly different story. But Richard is completely right. Like, he wasn't brought in to be checked down, Charlie. He wasn't brought in because of his brilliance and his understanding of the game and reading these defenses and, you know, 0.2 seconds. Like, that's not why Zach Wilson was drafted. Yeah. You have to know why you drafted your guy and then play to those strengths. ESPN Radio has as you covered for bowl game action tune in tomorrow night for the easy post hawaii bowl coverage begins at 7 30 p.m eastern on espn radio and on the espn app you're listening to greenie amber wilson and randy scott filling in for mike greenberg coming up next the jets are done time to focus on maybe some other teams here in the nfl
1: thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.